Brett, we were talking just before we came on with Thursday Finance that you're going to make a trip into the supercars yourself. What a, what a great event to be a part of. Yeah, I think so. I think uh, it'd be excellent to get in there and, uh, I guess, uh, experience the atmosphere of it. I think... Uh, It'll bring a lot of visitors to Newcastle and hopefully some flow-on effects for our local economy. I think that's the key, isn't it? We're hoping that people around the country and around the world will see our region showcased and say, you know what, our next holiday, we're heading to Newcastle and the Hunter. And let's be honest, why would you not want to? Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, even uh, those people in, in cities and, and towns that um, surround Newcastle, you know, might just make the opportunity to, to um, come up for a weekend or something. So hopefully there's a bit of a flow-on from 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 this weekend and hopefully they've got a little bit of extra money in their pocket let's check the currency and commodities to see how we're all doing uh brett what yeah. have we got first okay so uh start off with commodities so across uh the week it's actually been a pretty flat week for um commodities currencies the stock market um the only thing that really probably has had much movement this week was fuel prices so we'll come to those later but to start off with commodities uh all flat so uh gold this week um, is at $1,690 an ounce, uh, copper at $9,075 a tonne, and tin is at $25,532. All those uh, marginal changes from last week. So then currencies, uh, again, quite flat, as I said. So the US dollar, um, one Australian dollar is buying you 75 uh, cents, US cents. Um, and in New Zealand, it's getting you one Australian dollar gets you a dollar ten in New Zealand, and the Canadian dollar gets you only ninety six cents. So, um, so is some of that stuff up or down at the moment? Yeah, really, it's quite flat. I mean, the, against the uh, American dollar, it's come back a little bit, but you know, not a lot. So, but I mean, up from what it was, you know, a few months ago, yeah. but over the past few weeks. So, as usual, when we study this stuff, we kind of reveal that the best time to buy anything was last year. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> yeah. fair enough. Hindsight's a wonderful thing. What else we got for us? Um, so the uh, stock markets, um, the ASX, the ordinaries, is today at 6,062. So we're still above the 6,000 mark. We're down a little bit over the last couple of weeks, but uh, not, a, not a lot of change. In the US, the market, um, you know, only a half a percent change on last week. Um, S&P 500's at 2,597. And um, the Nikkei's at 22,523, up um, three quarters of a percent on last week. Some stock prices. Um, BHP is actually up uh, 2% on last week at $27.86. So BHP is continuing to, to recover. Um, Commonwealth Bank's at $80.70 today. So these prices all as of this morning. Um, the So NIB, so NHF is its code, is down 1.5% this week at $6.80 today. Telstra, not a uh, great stock at the moment, but up on last week at currently at $3.48. And now the fuel prices, which is a little bit interesting. So a bit of movement on last week. So unleaded, um, especially in Sydney, is actually 10% more expensive than last week at $1.43. And in Newcastle, it's actually $1.35. So Usually the other way around, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's right. It's a bit of a difference. Um, we get those from NRMA, actually. And diesel is uh, flat on last week at $1.32 in Newcastle and $1.30 in Sydney. From Marcus Today, financial newsletter joins us, Henry Jennings. We've got you on the radio with Brett for Thursday Finance. Hello. Hello. Good afternoon. How are we all? Yeah, great. Thanks. And how are you, Henry? Good. Good. Yeah. Thanks, Brett. Very good. Thanks for coming on again this week. That's all right. My um, pleasure. So the Reserve Bank, um, Governor Philip Lowe, has uh, made some comments, I think it was yesterday, in relation to the, uh, the property markets, in particular Melbourne and Sydney. Yeah. Trying to rationalise it, it seems, a little bit, in relation to saying that, you know, the... 
there's there's reasons for the uh, the higher prices in those cities, other than the fact that we've had uh, long-standing low interest rates. Um, I don't think anyone could rationalise property prices in Sydney and Melbourne. Really, when you look at them, they're they're completely irrational. Um, you know, we've had warnings this week to APRA um, from Wayne Byrne saying that um, you know six, borrowing six times your salary mm. to uh, to mortgage. Uh, and to buy and get into a house is um, is, is crackers. Yeah. And I've got to say, when you do the n- the numbers, it's it's madness. I don't know how people can actually afford to uh, to eat, pay their electricity bills, and all the other stuff if you, if you borrow six times your salary. And the thing is, how do you, how do you do it though? I mean, that's basically what houses start at, particularly in the capitals. How do you get well, around it? Well, you could just rent somewhere. Mm, true. I, I mean, you've got to remember that investing in property. And buying a house is not the be-all and end-all. There's many countries around the world that don't uh, subscribe to this particular Anglo-Saxon um, kind of view of, of uh, mortgaging yourself up to the hilt and mm. uh, investing in property. Um, it, it's always been pretty tough to get on the property ladder, but there are other ways to build wealth. And of course, you know, we, we talk about that every week with shares, and you can you can do the same with shares. Um, with uh, with margin lending, you can borrow money to buy shares to gear uh, a share portfolio with get, and getting tax deductions, and also you get a tax uh, benefit from franking credits. So there are other ways to, to skin the cat rather than uh, leveraging yourself up to the hilt and trying to uh, to get a step on the property ladder because you know it's it's pretty hard. Yeah, I think when when you do the numbers, it just doesn't uh, doesn't. It make doesn't sense. add up. No. You know, I've got, I've got friends that are living in, um, you know, renting a, a you know, four or five million dollar house, and the yield for the guy that's got it is one and a half percent. Yeah. You know, that, that's yeah. madness. Yeah, it is. And, and if something goes wrong with the house, you, you, and you rent, you phone up, and you say, hey, can you come and fix it? Mm-hmm. And somebody comes around and fixes it. Yep. You know, yeah. it's, 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 a, it's a beautiful thing, renting. There are other ways to build wealth. Um, and I, I think we get sucked into this, oh, you've got to buy a house, you've got to buy a house. But, you know, I thought my kids will never, you know, unless I um, help them seriously, they will never, um, you know, they're, they're ski bums. So yeah. how are they ever going to buy a house? But, uh, but though you know, that, that, that's in, obviously in Sydney and Melbourne. I think there's still, you know, housing affordability does exist outside of some of the, the, the key cities. Oh, um, it does. But then, yeah. you know, you, you've got to look at um, whether it's the, the capital growth and, and you know, you, you set off a, a bomb in Sydney and, and the ripples um, sort of spread out across the country. So even yeah. uh, even what were, you know, cheap areas with, with low growth, um, you know, are now expensive. You know, yeah. you're, you're paying, you know, a lot of money for the Blue Mountains. I'm sure Newcastle prices are, are pretty ritzy. Yeah. Um, Wollongong and, and those sorts of prices are ritzy. And, and then do you... You know, how do you get work? Are you going to yeah, get high-paid right. jobs, or are you going to have to spend four hours a day commuting? And, and yep. as someone who drives around Sydney in, in the traffic, it is a traffic jam. It is yep. a, a building site at the moment. There is so much infrastructure expending going on, yep. um, and roadworks. It is, you know, one car breaks down the bridge, and the whole system is stuffed for the next day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's crazy. That's right. So I think, um, before we move on from that... Um, why do you think he was he was making those comments to to try and rationalise it? Is to to try and prevent some of the fear about a? Oh, I think you know the the, the 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 problem that the RBA have and the problem that all the authorities and the banks have is that you know we've we've had such record low interest rates for so long and there seems mm-hmm. no sign that that's going to change. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had uh, you know Phil Lowe this week saying that basically interest rates are on hold pretty much forever and a day, yep. um, and we're going to see rate rise in the US, but. You know, here nothing's going to happen, um, and as a result, you know our household debt is enormous, mm-hmm. um, and everyone has been playing the property game and has leveraged the hilt. So, yep. if it 
repercussions yep. would be extreme. Yeah. Um, so you don't you want a sort of a gradual. You really want time to take its effect. So you yep. want prices basically to go nowhere for a period of time, yep. so that um, you know in the old days it used to be that wages would would catch up, and you know you get that three four percent pay rise for three or four years, and you know, that would relieve some of the pressure on your mortgage. Yep. Um, but unfortunately, we don't have um, wage rises anymore because. Um, because of the way the economy is now built, and mm-hmm. that's something that's lacking in most countries around the world. Yep. So it makes it really, really tough. And you know, you, yep. you don't want to be the one that um, spooks the cattle. You don't no. want to be the RBA <laughs> governor that, that causes a ten percent correction in property prices. I'm sure he's long a house as well. Yeah, and he's got a couple of uh, investment properties. He gets paid a million bucks a year. Yep. So you know, why should he worry? Yeah. <laughs> and um, I think it's also important to mention though that that you know the RBA is not the only I guess influence on interest rates. There are other factors that could cause interest rates to increase. I mean, we're well, talking about flat interest to, rates, but that's from an RBA. To be quite honest, the RBA has got absolutely zero um, influence on interest rates. Now, the, the official interest rates is just a guide. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, um, the banks decide what their interest rate policy is going to be, independent of the RBA. Let's face it, we've got a yeah. cash rate from the RBA at one and a half percent, and the banks aren't charging you one and a half percent in your mortgages. Mm. It's more like four and a half five. So but they, they make their own decisions these days. In the good old days when the RBA was all-powerful, um, you know, they'd raise rates by a quarter and the banks would raise their rates by a quarter. Now, it doesn't work like that anymore. Yeah. You know, it's a competitive market out there and, you know, there's disruptors, there's different ways to skin the cat. And, you know, it's, it's you know, the RBA doesn't wield the same power that it used to. It does as far as the exchange rate goes. But, um, yeah, no, it's, mm. it's, it's a little bit less um, omnipotent than it used to be. Yeah. Actually, uh, Henry, we might uh, just pause there for a few moments and sure. come back with a little bit more of Thursday Finance. We got really wound up on houses and house prices, didn't we? But there is yeah, a, we do. There's a heck of a lot in that to take into, <laughs> into account. Of course, Brett, anything final to add on that before we move on? Yeah, no, that's... Yeah, we'll, we'll come back. Oh, hang on. I, I, I ask you to talk and turn your microphone off. There's a win, isn't it? <laughs> when we come back, we'll have a quick chat about Amazon there uh, talking about launching this week. Sounds pretty good. Thursday Finance continuing next at 2 in URFM. Have you been thinking about going on an Aussie adventure? A great way to explore Down Under is in a Coromel or Windsor caravan. Coromel Windsor Newcastle is building a brand new dealership on Camfield Drive, Heatherbray. They're now open for business, so call in and see their outstanding range of high quality and exceptional value caravans. Be sure to visit Coromel Windsor Newcastle for your Aussie adventures. CoromelWindsorNewcastle.com.au DL 65656 A sponsor's message. Harvey Norman, amazing deals. Super savings store-wide. Get in quick to score a knockout deal. Super hot prices, massive range, all the big brands, plus 60 months interest-free. No deposit, no interest, with monthly payments until November 2022. Minimum balance about $1,500. Approved applicants only. Interest applies if you do not comply with terms and conditions. Fees and exclusions apply. See website for details. Everything you want and need under one roof. Get in store or get online. Offer ends November 28. We make it easy this Christmas. Amazing deals now at Harvey Norman. Our sponsor. Two new RFM weather. For our sponsor, Ingenia Lifestyle. Hunter Valley, Lake Macquarie and Chain Valley Bay selling now. On the waters we have some northeasterly 10 to 15 knot winds, seas below a metre and an easterly swell below a metre with a high tide at 1.7 metres. Chance of some shower and thunderstorm activity by tonight but we are looking pretty good for Supercar Friday, Saturday and Sunday uh, with mostly sunny days on the way. As we continue with Thursday Finance with Brett Hall this week and also Henry Jennings still on the phone uh, Let's keep it all rolling. Yeah, so um, so Henry, 
uh, Amazon talking about launching this week? Um, yeah, I, I'm, I've got to say, the guy that runs Amazon's PR has done the best job in the history of the world. He has basically been able to promote this as the biggest thing since the first <laughs> Star Wars movie without probably spending a cent. You know, Amazon is coming, Amazon is coming, Amazon is coming. It's just, it's just extraordinary the amount of press and the amount of fear this thing has generated, which, given that Amazon... It's kind of here already. You know, yeah. if, if, yeah. if you want to buy something on Amazon now, you can. Yeah. Um, clearly, you can't always get that in two hours or three hours, but it's not, not to say that you're going to be able to anyway with the, with the new Amazon thing. But, yeah, it's supposed to, to launch, um, soft launch this afternoon at 2 o'clock um, and probably a harder launch tomorrow to coincide with uh, the U.S. Black Friday uh, shopping frenzy, which happens a day after uh, Thanksgiving in the U.S. But See, Henry, that's how you save for money for a house. You spend no money on those th those things. You get all your, your free publicity and you've got your money in the bank to buy a house. Well, you just stop buying things. You know, I've got, I've got nephews in the U.K. that can't buy a house because they don't save any money, but they pay 200 quid for a shirt. <laughs> and you just look at them and you think, you are absolutely mad. Yeah. Oh, but I look great in it. Well, <laughs> terrific. Hang, hang on, Henry. Fashion is very important. You've got to look good. You it must is. look good. It is. And it the is. last time I was on with you, you were talking about a $600 pair of shoes. So I don't think you've got all the moral, moral authority on this either. Come on. I have <laughs> never, ever bought a $600 pair of shoes. I've never even bought... I, 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 that's not true. I have. I, I, bought a pair of, I bought a pair of churches online, which were £240, which is about 400 bucks. but they're supposed to last for life. Although they're bloody uncomfortable. <laughs> so, so, so yeah, Amazon is coming, and it's it's coming with ice cream apparently as well. They're doing a a soft launch, and they're really doing a soft launch because they're they're giving away ice cream at train stations apparently in Melbourne, oh. which is pretty good because it's about thirty degrees down there today. Yeah, yeah, that's a so very uh, soft launch. Yeah. So the uh, Harvey Norman AGM was last week, which yep. was expecting to be a little bit of controversy. <laughs> He's a very outspoken proponent of the retail sector. His stock is heavily shorted. Yeah. There are question marks perennially about his accounts, about the nature of the relationship with franchisees. Um, he goes off on tangents. I think some of your listeners remember when he uh, invested in dairy farming with uh, with Harvey Norman money, which did seem a little bit strange. Mm. Um, and uh, I think he must have had a, a bit of a brain fade there because that didn't end particularly well. Um, so, But he's been a very vocal opponent uh, against Amazon. Mm. And, you know, I've got to say, to, to be fair to a lot of our retailers here, it's not really a level playing field with, with Amazon because these guys just dodge tax. Yeah. You know, they, they make life very hard. If, if you're a good corporate citizen here paying tax, and Amazon is, is a bit like find the lady um, as far as tax goes with these, uh, with these internet companies. Where are they domiciled? Where do they pay tax? Yeah. Um, is it Ireland? Or oh, if it's Ireland, then maybe they move to Luxembourg. Maybe the bill goes to, you know, the bills certainly don't go to the U.S. They don't pay uh, tax in the U.S. There's an extraordinary amount of U.S. corporate money. I think it's like mm. trillions of dollars, $3 trillion of cash parked offshore from the U.S. Yeah. Um, even the government, the government in Ireland is fighting the EU because the EU is trying to make Apple pay tax to the Irish government, and the Irish government said we don't want it. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 we have we have entered a twilight zone of craziness. Mm -hmm. can, can I ask a question, Henry? Why yeah. would the government not want tax from anybody, let alone a, a company that could because offer millions they're, they're, of they're money? Because they're scared that the Apple will then take their business elsewhere and go and domicile in, in Luxembourg if they have to uh, mm. if they have to pay tax to the Irish government. Um, the Irish government reckons that you know they'll up sticks and go somewhere else. And of course, they probably will. And, and the great, you know, they, obviously Apple pay uh, tax for their employees because they have to. Uh, their 
that's good enough for Ireland. But it's, yeah. um, you know, we, we live in a crazy world where these, uh, these behemoths sort of are astride the globe, but they seem to be able to um, avoid the, um, the normalities of mere mortals and, and normal companies. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. So um, moving on to uh, West Farmers. So the uh, West Farmers chief has said that there's no intention to spin off uh, Bunnings out of out of the, yeah. the West Farmers company. You know, that's, that's, that's always a good sign, isn't it? When they say, you know, I'm, I'm right behind you. Don't worry, you got my full support. Yeah. It, it usually means that you're about to get chopped <laughs> any second. So, um, um, yeah. The, the, so West Farmers have got a new guy in charge. Um, Richard Goyd has uh, retired and has moved on to uh, greener pastures as a as a corporate big week on boards and things. Um, and the new man um, has said that no, they won't they won't flog off Bunnings. Um, they've obviously they've got a bit of an issue with the UK Bunnings because they bought a big mm. uh, business in the UK called Homebase, yep. and uh, they've been trying to Bunningsify it. I guess uh, put in the sausage <laughs> sizzle and uh, all those sorts of things. Um, I'm not sure the UK guys are going for it just yet. They, yep. they seem to be making quite a big loss in the UK, but it is early days. Yep. But the market is, I guess, concerned that Bunnings UK becomes the uh, the masters mm. debacle that we saw from Woolworths. So yep. you know, it's um, it's it's a bit of a concern. But uh, Bunnings is, is you know, it's it's almost a verb, isn't it, to Bunnings? Yep. I mean, you, mm. you know, when people say, you know, "I've been to Bunnings for the weekend," you're like, "Oh God, yep. you've been wandering up and down those aisles looking yep. for middle-aged men in aprons that avoid <laughs> you." <laughs> <laughs> lost you go in to buy a packet of screws for five bucks and you end up spending 150 bucks on something that you have no idea what it does and it breaks after two minutes anyway it's a very very clever business so just for our listeners um why, why would some shareholders be be asking for uh bunnings to be well i guess or taken out of i, I guess there's you know there's um people sometimes like a simple business model west farmers is kind of a weird business model because it has got um, you know, it's got uh, you've got the coals and you've got the bunnings, and then you've got a coal business as well. Yep. So it's one of the, the, the conglomerates, as they call it. And there has been a trend um, to, to you know to, for Humpty to be uh, split up, um, and then there's also trends to put Humpty back together again. And at the moment, you know, the people I think would like to be able to say, okay, well, if, if I invest in West Farmers, I know that I'm investing in Coles supermarkets and and uh, grocery retail. Um, whereas, um, you know, I, I'd really like to invest in Bunnings directly yep. because that is one of the jewels in the crown and it has been, you know, a, a fantastic success story. So yep. sometimes simple is good. We've seen that divorce uh, for Fairfax and they've yep. divorced um, Domain mm-hmm. and given that a separate listing. Mm-hmm. So far that hasn't actually worked out too well for either party. Um, it will take a while to settle down in terms of the share price, but the theory is that, you know, if the, the value of the, the, of the divorcee uh, the divorce sort of company, um, you know, can, can therefore sort of give you a see-through valuation of the rest of it, and it increases the valuation of everything if you've got this sort of simple, clear structure that you can invest in directly. Yep. That's the theory. As always, very insightful as we have a chat with Henry Jennings, Senior Commentator for Marcus Today Financial Newsletter, and I did get to give him another sting about that $600 pair of shoes. So. They weren't $600, <laughs> but they do still hurt. As long as you kept the price tag on that says 600 well, that's the main thing, even if they only cost you two, Henry. But that's they will st- last me for my lifetime, I think. <laughs> as long as I have feet, my churches will last forever. There we go. And he was into the kids about spending money, wasn't he, Brett? He was. <laughs> he was. And I guess our first travel tip today is uh, looking at travel insurance so i guess yep. firstly why is it important to have travel insurance and are they all the same yeah that's right it is it, why is it important 
to have yourself covered in the case of something um, unfortunate happening. So I think a lot of people always associate travel insurance with covering any you know loss or theft or breakage of of, um, of their their personal items. Um, but but I think. The most important, in my opinion, the most important part of travel insurance is uh, to cover you for any medical costs while you're overseas. And um, you know, I think we've all probably heard of a, a horror story or two of, of um, you know people having an accident overseas and then um, you know have, have incurring significant medical costs. I think particularly if you head to countries like the, the US, and you, if you're yep. not suitably covered, you'll be donating a couple of kidneys and a couple of corneas, and that's just to get into the hospital. So, yep. and you've got to make sure you're covered. So, yeah, uh, all policies not the same. Yeah, that's right. I mean, n- not every policy covers. The, the same things and um, you know a, a good example um, is you know if you're going to uh, do sporting activities overseas um, you know most basic policies won't won't give you covering coverage for say you know skiing or um, scuba diving surfing um, you know bike riding um, so it's important to to check the policies um, to make sure that they actually are covered I believe you nearly got caught up with that yourself because you do a bit of cycling and you had to do some research to figure out a policy that actually was going to cover you while you're yeah. on the bike yep that's right so um, you know most basic, basic policies didn't cover that um, I found with uh, world nomads um, which is owned by NIB um, one of our local companies that actually covered covered me for that activity and it was no more expensive than the other the other policies. So it does, you know, pay to do a bit of research um, and make sure you do get to get covered. Now, on holidays, you, you need to be able to access money, um, yep. not just for sp- spending and play money, but simply to, you know, act out the, the day-to-day activities of living. Now, you need a yep. bit of a backup plan here. Yeah, that's right. I think, um, you know, I had an example of a, a friend recently where coming to an unfortunate circumstance where um, all of his personal possessions were stolen. He was uh, then left in a country with uh, no access to money at all. He had nothing on him um, and uh, took him several days to um, to be able to get some money. So I think it's important to um, to, to think about that, that sort of instance instance and um, have a backup plan. And, you know, I think some, some basic exam- examples would be to, uh, you know, not just travel with one with one card, um, have some some multiple um, you know, vehicles to, to get access to money. Um, you know, obviously have some of the the local currency as cash, um, and then also you know when you get to a hotel, put some put some of it into it into the safe, and you know carry some on on your person so that you know you have that that backup. Quite simple, but often overlooked. What about cop- uh, your ID as well? Good to make a copy of, of some of that for sure. I think. Um, you know, obviously, leave a copy of your ID, your passport, etc., with um, with with relatives um, back at home, so that they can obviously send that to you if needed. Um, but also, I, I travel with a uh, a copy which I, I leave in the safe when I when I get to a hotel. So, you know, for whatever reason, I, I do lose my ID, then I've, I've got a copy there. What about some uh, thoughts on currency conversions? Because we we want to make sure we get the best bang for our buck, don't we? Absolutely. Like 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 anything, it's worthwhile doing doing your research. And obviously, depending on what country that you're going to, um, you know, the the ability to um, get currency before you go or while you're there. Um, is is always different. Um, so you know, some countries, if you took Australian dollars when you arrive there, they won't have the uh, ability to convert that to the local currency. So sometimes you know, you need to take US dollars to be able to, to convert, as an example. So it's important to um, you know do your research before you go because there, there is big um, differences in in conversion rates. It's not not the same. So what you might see advertised um, or quoted on in the media is is different to what you would get um, at the time. So each 
institution will have a different rate um, and there's a spread, so there's a buy, a buy and a sell. Um, you know, there's a difference between those. So it's worthwhile having a look around at what at what's available. And also when it comes to banks, the magic F word, fees. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, each product, so there's obviously travel cards um, that are available out there, but, um, you know, you just need to have a look at what fees are on, on those travel cards. So, um, you know, you might get a good deal on the conversion rate might be paying a um, a fee on that on that facility, and you know potentially if you come back from overseas and you um, keep that currency on that card, you know you might find in, that uh, over the next twelve months, you know what you've got left might be starting to be eaten up in fees. So it's worthwhile just having a look at the, the various products. But hey, going on holidays is fun. We've made it sound like it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's the end of the world, but uh, it's a lot of fun. As long as you look after yourself, you do all your homework and make sure you have all the right gear on you at all times, you're yep. generally okay. Yeah, that's right. And I think it's just always, it comes back to um, preparing correctly. And I, the, the first one, I think, is, uh, you know, often I've looked, we hear stories in the media of people that are caught overseas um, with medical expenses because of an accident and they didn't have insurance. Um, you know, I see often GoFundMe pages being created for people that have had an accident overseas and with large medical bills. And, um, you know, I think that, um, you know, the, those people really should have thought prior and, and taken out travel insurance. Yeah. And again, holidays is fun. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> we all have a holiday. Well, Brett, we did want to get on to, uh, to house, houses again today, but we've kind of run out of time. Yeah, that's so right. The, the clock's beat us. Yeah, it has. So uh, we, we, we might can, ca- cover that next time. Yeah, cover that over next time. We're, we're going to have a quick chat today about, um, you know, the, the banks have actually started to tighten up a little bit in terms of uh, applications. And, you know, you'll find now if you're applying for a loan that, that you'll actually be having to supply more documentation. So we'll have a chat about that next time. And um, we'll also touch on, you know, the things that you need to prepare for when, uh, you know, that might come up unexpected when, when buying a house. Just very quickly on that then, uh, banks tightening up the applications overall for the economy, a good thing or a bad thing? Oh, I think it's a good thing. You know, I think that, um, you know, that, that if people are going into the into the market now and, um, you know, the last thing was we had long-term low rates, as we spoke about quite extensively with Henry in the program, um, you know, you don't want to be uh, getting into something that you, you can't afford in the future. So, you know, the banks are really tightening up just to make sure that, um, you know, the, these borrowers will be able to afford the loans in the future. And we will explore that next time on Thursday Finance. Thank you so much, Brett, for coming in and filling in Thank this week. You. Thanks for hosting Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.